From CPRI and the CPRI Knowledge Hub, this is Research Minutes, a weekly look at new and important research in education. Today, we look at implicit racial bias and a new study offering some of the first large-scale evidence on teachers' racial attitudes and their relationship to student outcomes in American schools. We focused on these 700 counties or so in the U.S. that we analyzed, and only in about seven of them were teachers on average demonstrating little or no pro-white anti-black bias. We welcome Harvard University researcher and study co-author Mark Chin. Chin discusses what his team learned about the scope of implicit teacher bias and the relationship between teacher attitudes and student outcomes like academic performance and discipline. We found significantly larger racial disparities in test scores and suspension rates between black and white students in counties where teachers hold stronger anti-black, pro-white implicit biases. Chin also discusses some important implications for policymakers, teachers, and other stakeholders in the wake of sweeping protests for racial justice across the country. Attempts to address bias in the classroom need to be accompanied by efforts to address the structural racism outside of the classroom. But the importance of considering symbols of racism outside of education doesn't let school leaders and educators off the hook. That's right now on Research Minutes. Hello and welcome to Research Minutes. I'm Keith Miller, Managing Editor of the CPRI Knowledge Hub. Today we're speaking with Mark Chin, a Partnering in Education Research Fellow and Doctoral Student at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. Thanks, Keith, for having me. I'm excited to join you on this podcast. So today we're discussing your new study, which was co-authored by USC's David Quinn and Tisminda Dhaliwal and Harvard's Virginia Lovison titled Bias in the Air, uh, Nationwide Exploration of Teachers' Implicit Racial Attitudes, Aggregate Bias, and Student Outcomes. It was just published in Educational Researcher, and it's it's one of the first we've seen to provide large-scale evidence on the scope of implicit teacher bias in American classrooms and how that bias translates to student outcomes. To start, could you just give us a little bit of context? What is implicit teacher bias as it relates to this study and why did you think it was worthy of examination? Yeah. Before I jump into the research, I just want to first give a shout out to Dave, Tasman, and Ginny. It was a great opportunity to work with the three of them on this project. And like most research, it would not have been possible without the collaborative effort. But yeah, so what is implicit teacher bias? Well, implicit bias describes our unconscious attitudes or prejudices towards groups of people, um, as well as our unconscious tendencies to stereotype. And a primary focus of our study was to investigate the attitudes and prejudices of teachers specifically um, towards black and white individuals. Psychologists have been studying implicit bias for a long time, but recent work specifically in education have highlighted the potential for bias in classrooms uh, to explain a lot of the disparities we see in our society between black and white students. For example, uh, researchers have highlighted how teachers hold different expectations for black and white students, and also much work has highlighted how there are these differences in disciplinary outcomes by race, with some research even identifying that black students are more frequently disciplined for subjective infractions. So many of the ways that black students are marginalized in classrooms could be explained by the unconscious attitudes of teachers. And like many academics, we were motivated to examine the way that inequity plays out in schools. And um, the interest in researching the biases of teachers was pretty natural for, for us. So could you give us an overview of your approach? Um, how did your team attempt to learn about implicit teacher attitudes, potential biases, and their relation to student outcomes? Yeah. First, I want to stress 
that first and foremost, our methods that we use in our study don't allow us to make causal claims. That is, though we study what relates to teachers' implicit biases and how these biases subsequently relate to differences in student outcomes, we can't definitively assert that one thing causes another. We go to great lengths to account for other potential explanations for our findings, but ultimately our study is a descriptive one. But with that significant caveat aside, part of what was really exciting about this project was the availability of nationwide data recently made publicly available that allowed us to explore the relationship between teachers' biases and racial disparities in student outcomes. The Ed Opportunity Project in Stanford has recently put together a really incredible database of student test scores across several school years. And the civil rights data collection from the Office of Civil Rights provided us data on students' disciplinary outcomes from across the nation. Most importantly, Project Implicit at Harvard has made available data from their online tests, which assess the unconscious or implicit cognition of volunteers. And central to our study was data from their Race Implicit Association tests, or the IAT, which basically measures individuals' implicit racial attitudes towards black and white individuals through a series of high-speed computerized tasks. And millions of volunteers have taken this test from all over the world. I have, I'm sure a lot of the folks you know have. And in this data, specifically, we use information reported by volunteers about their occupations to identify teachers. So basically, we have these three data sets, nationwide data sets, on test scores, disciplinary outcomes, and teachers' biases. We assemble them at the U.S. county level, and then we just simply, as a last step, use regression analyses to identify how geographical variation in bias relates to geographical variation in student outcomes. In these analyses, we account for the fact that there are a lot of other county-level characteristics that might also explain differences in black-white disparities, such as variation in school resources, demographic composition, school segregation. We, we look at all these factors and ultimately try to explain disparities using bias after accounting for these factors. So let's jump right into your findings then. Um, first, what was it that you learned about uh, teachers' racial attitudes and biases? Yeah, so this is the first question we try to tackle in our study. We, we found that implicit racial biases varied pretty significantly by teachers' race. On average, teachers of color in our sample hold less anti-black, pro-white racial biases than white teachers. And black teachers of, of all showed the lowest level of anti-black racial bias. We also found that counties serving larger shares of black students, um, they also exhibited lower levels of teacher anti-black bias. We can't tease out the direction of this relationship. So that is, we can't determine whether teaching in more diverse settings reduces biases or whether less biased teachers choose to teach in such settings. But there's definitely some relief for us that the opposite is not true. And uh, remembering your caveat from earlier about you know the causal nature of your findings, um, I'm still curious, what can you tell us about the relationship between teacher racial attitudes, teacher biases, and student outcomes in particular schools? Yeah, this was the, the main sort of uh, thrust of our paper and the question that I think uh, we were most interested in digging into more. So the relationship between teachers' biases and student outcomes, we, we found significantly larger racial disparities in test scores and suspension rates between black and white students in counties where teachers hold stronger anti-black, pro-white implicit biases. So, for example, in the typical county with average levels of bias, we predicted that black students were about three times more likely to be suspended out of school than white students. Black students are still suspended out of school more often than white students in context with lower teacher bias, but only about twice as much. And what was particularly striking about our findings to us was that we predicted pretty substantial racial inequalities 
in test scores and disciplinary outcomes across all contexts. That's to say, you know, even though disparities are not as great where teacher biases are weaker, they still exist. So the natural follow-up, I guess, would be in, in the wake of the George Floyd killing and the widespread protests we've seen this year, um, we all know communities and leaders across the U.S. are now shining a light on structural inequality and institutional racism. And our education system has, you know, rightfully so, become a part of that discussion. And I think your work here helps uh, at least a little bit to explain why. I'd love to know, what do you think are the, the implications of your work here? What should those leaders, those policymakers, teachers, and, and other groups take away from this study? Yeah, it, it was pretty clear to us, you know, when we were looking at the results, that educators in all contexts need to reckon with the biases they bring into the classroom. So we focused on these 700 counties or so in the U.S. that we analyzed, and only in about seven of them were teachers on average demonstrating little or no pro-white anti-black bias. So that's a very, very small proportion um, of counties where teachers were not pretty moderately biased or slightly biased towards white, white individuals. Uh, what's fortunate is that leaders in education across the country, including superintendents and union leaders, have, combat, have condemned the, the George Floyd killing and have also publicly recognized the need to reflect on pervasiveness of racial bias in the education system. I think what's less clear and something that we've talked about a lot as a group, and perhaps what's most important, is that it's not clear exactly how to address racial, racial bias in education, um, which is really important given that they predict racial disparities in uh, disciplinary outcomes and test scores. Psychology research at least suggests that unconscious cognition is particularly sticky. That is, implicit biases are pretty hard to shift meaningfully and in a way that persists over time. So I think this at least suggests that educational stakeholders should be cautious about the capacity for programs that help teachers reflect on their own unconscious attitudes. Not clear to me if that's going to, quote unquote, solve the problem of bias in classrooms. I think this also brings up a pretty important point to consider, which is, why is it so hard to change implicit attitudes? And there's this really, really incredible study in psychology that argues that our biases are shaped and reinforced by the symbols of racism we are exposed to in our day-to-day -day lives. For education, this means that attempts to address bias in the classroom need to be accompanied by efforts to address the structural racism outside of the classroom. And without such accompanying efforts, even well-intentioned education systems may continue to find racial bias continuing to seep into educators' day-to-day -day actions in classrooms. But the importance of considering symbols of racism outside of education doesn't let school leaders and educators off the hook. Um, you know, as, as I noted earlier, teachers of color exhibit weaker pro-white, anti-black, implicit racial biases overall. So this finding at least supports efforts to hire and retain a more diverse workforce, which a lot of school districts already are conducting. But I think there's a little bit more to this too. I think leaders could find more benefit to making sure that school leaders, districts, state leaders in education are also diverse and representative of the students that they serve. One of my uh, one of my colleagues, I just like mentioned the importance of you know having diversity at all levels because it challenges the notion that certain jobs are only appropriate for black or white individuals. And I think this diversity can help uh, reinforce that unconscious prejudices and attitudes we have about who can have what job might not be appropriate. And finally, do you think that there are opportunities here for future research, um, either for your team or others who are working in this area? Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of opportunity here for future research. Um, there's still so much to learn about teachers' implicit biases, 
And as I noted earlier in our conversation, we still don't know that much about how to best address racial bias in the classroom or even the efficacy of different programs attempting to do so. For example, my co-author, Jeannie Levison, she's working with other researchers at Harvard on a project aiming to combat racial discrimination in the classroom uh, by increasing teachers' understanding of racial biases. I've been working on projects with others investigating how the project implicit bias data might be used to also explain other social disparities. But in addition to the natural extensions to our work, so I think it'd be great if folks could look at the importance of bias against other marginalized groups in schools or seek causal connections between bias and disparities. Besides those sort of natural extensions, I would love to see more quantitative research in education focused on the situations in schools where bias leads to disparate outcomes. The psychology study I mentioned earlier highlights that a substantial component of our unconscious attitudes may be situational. That makes me think, how, how do the stakes or stressors of different in-school situations moderate the relationship between bias and inequality? I think digging into the circumstances that lead even well-intentioned individuals who are aware of their own biases, digging into these circumstances could help inform more effective policies. Uh, Well, this is just fantastic work, Mark, by you and your team. And we want to encourage our listeners to go read the full article. Again, it's titled Bias in the Air, a Nationwide Exploration of Teachers' Implicit Racial Attitudes, Aggregate Bias, and Student Outcomes. Uh, and it was just published in Educational Researcher. Mark Chen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you again, Keith, for having me. Thanks for listening to this week's Research Minutes, presented by the CPRI Knowledge Hub. For more episodes or to subscribe to the series, you can find us at researchminutes.org. To share thoughts on today's episode or to suggest a future topic, you can find us on Twitter at CPRI Hub. That's C-P-R-E-H.